Welcome to Shoujo, the podcast where I, Sarah, introduce my good friend Joe to shoujo anime, a genre of anime typically targeting younger girls and, you know, typically more soft and feelings and all that crap. So yeah, I'm Sarah and Joe. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm like super hopped up on sugar right now because I just ate. So there's like a um, there's a Tim Hortons near me, which is like a I've fast heard food of that breakfast place uh-huh. in the north. Um, it's from Canada, and they have. I have the app because it's like really nearby, and I'll just like get stuff in the mornings because I'm like I don't want to make stuff in the mornings on the weekends. It's the weekend, and they have they usually have a special where you can get like half a dozen donuts, and it's like half off or something. So I'll just do that randomly because I'm like yeah, that's fun. Because you order through the app, you don't get to pick which donuts you like oh and so it's like a big it's like a it's like a fun like <laughs> russian roulette for me yeah. it's like, Ooh, what am i gonna get like what are they gonna give me uh which is like a really bad game for me because i only like three of the type of donuts they have and they oh, have like damn. 10 different types so it's like i like half of them i'm like yeah, i don't know if i'm really gonna eat these oh no <laughs> I'll just take a few bites and throw it out. Well, yeah, if they were so. all your favorite, would you eat 10 donuts in one sitting? Um, I mean, <gasps> no. No. <laughs> I, ate, I, ate, I just ate like one and a half and I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm already, I'm ready to talk Being about some crazy. stuff. So yeah. That's right. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm kind of jittery as well, just because. I don't know, before starting, it was a little bit of a disaster morning. Oh. uh, My mic wasn't plugged in, and Uh I had to, like, run around, do a few things. And I have freaking devastating news. Okay. Like, God, it ruined my morning. My favorite Love Island recap podcast is ending. Uh, Why? uh, I I think they just felt, like, kind of pressured or, like, it wasn't as fun anymore. So that made me sad because I like listening to them. Oh. And that's a second time I love a uh, Love Island podcast I listened to. So now I gotta have to move on to the third one. Hopefully oh, third oh, time's the charm. You have like a third No, I'm not yet. I got a fine one. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so frustrating. Well, I mean, do you think they're gonna do anything else? Like they're gonna like I don't, transition to some uh, other show or something? Maybe. Well, cause it's weird cause they had like a pa- or you know, I was a patron on Patreon and they had a Discord and then once I saw on Instagram they posted it I looked and saw that the Discord was gone and I was like, oh, this all oh. happened so abruptly they're closing down shop yeah dang so that's a bummer Uh, yeah so we'll just have to we'll just have to start the next love island recap podcast take on oh us (laughs) the mantle yeah sure i can talk about love island a show i've never seen oh god i mean i think you'd be a pretty great reactor just anyone totally disinterested and and disbelieve that people (laughs) act like that but uh they fall in love on an island I can't uh, imagine well, falling in love on it's more so for the sake of getting followers on Instagram <laughs> that people oh. go on the show. Uh-huh. They're all sellouts. Yes, but the feast for the eyes. Everyone's so pretty. I guess so. Yeah. Ah, uh, good. Yep. Okay, so that's been this morning. It's um, been this morning. Well, have you been watching anything good? Or do you have more updates to provide before we get into that? No, no. Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say that I started watching Shogun, that Hulu series. Oh, is that I good? Watched I the that's first. Good. It's got like a ten rating on IGN or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so far it's good. I feel like because it's more political, you might like it more than me. That's the part yeah. that I'm like, ah, snooze. But let's go. I mean, it's nice to see like a high budget, polished feudal Japan show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's made by FX, right? I was kind of yeah. surprised by that. Although FX makes some good stuff. 
I haven't really watched any. Cause what? There was that. There's like some feudal Japan zombie show that was big a few years ago. I feel like. Uh, uh what? Yeah. What was that called? I've never heard of this. No. What was it called? No. There were zombies. You know, like it wasn't American made. Yeah. It was or some kind of monster thing. God. What was it called? It's gonna bother me. I'll probably come up with it at some point. I never watched it. I just remember seeing it a lot. That's gonna slowly eat away at Haunted me. Haunted forever. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Anyways, uh, and then the other thing I've been watching is uh, on Amazon Prime. I started watching the K-drama version of this webtoon I had finished called Marry My Husband. And it was the first kind of like revenge plot webcomic I'd read. It's kind of satisfying. Like, I'm a petty bitch, so I would definitely be the same where I'd be like <laughs> sabotaging the people who like ruined my life and before they killed me and then I was reincarnated or went back in time. Okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> what is the plot of this? Uh, so this... This chick, her husband, she finds, she's sick, like with cancer or something. And her, she finds out her husband and her best friend are, are sleeping together. And then when she finds out, they kill her. And then she goes back 10 years in time, back to when, before they got married and stuff. So now she's trying to twist it so that the friend marries him instead of her. But the, the friend only wants him because she's like jealous of the protagonist and wants to kind of ruin all the things she wants. Slash office worker setting. I guess. Okay, this uh, is like, <laughs> all right. It's hard for me to conceptualize what this is. But. Marry my husband. Uh, what it's, called. it's just like, yeah, take that, bastard. I know what you're going to do to me. She's 10 years in the past, so she manipulates things like stocks because she knows what's going to sell well and not, so she sets herself up for success. and then. Oh, so she's of, doing Back to the Future. So it's like Back to the Future. But like you don't two. care about morals of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think Back to the Future is really about morals what? either. Because they're like, you can't mess up the timeline, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't care about like, because yeah, when they go to the future and Marty's like, ooh, so and so won the big game. I'm a, I'm a, I want to bet on that, whatever. But then it's like, no, that's wrong. I don't think it's that so much. It's, it's more of like he does it. Like, every time he changes something, he, like, erases his own existence. So he's oh, like, yeah. I should not do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it's true. More, it's more of, like, direct consequences. For, I don't mm. think it's, like, the perils of changing okay. the past. That's, okay. I guess that's true. But yeah, uh, that's what I've been up to. How about you? I watched first four episodes of the live-action Avatar series. Oh, uh, jeez. Okay, yes. Please tell last us time. all your thoughts. I've been waiting for this. It's bad. <laughs> Like it is, it is both bad in terms of it is not a good retelling of the story, and it's also bad in terms of like it isn't just like a good show normally either. Because, I'm... yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say it's at least better than the movie live action, right? Okay, and people keep saying that. Like, it, yeah, it's like be- it's like better than the worst movie I've ever seen. Cool. Like that means nothing to me. Like, who cares? Of course, it's better than that movie. That movie's uh, terrible. It's like one yeah. of the worst movies I've ever seen. I know. I saw. I keep getting Avatar stuff in my feed now. So yeah, I saw like, oh, it's so bad, so cringe. Um, it's bad. Like the reason why it's bad. I mean, you know, and I'm not just doing like, oh, it's not as good as the original because like it was never going to be as good as the original. Nope. 
uh, because the original is animated and the whole part of the show is to show how cool bending is, which mm. you can't do nope. if you have a CGI budget that's limited. But the like the affordances of what live action does for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, obviously you can't do special effects as easily as you can in animation because it's all the same in animation and it's not all the same. But what you can do in live action is like do character drama, right? Your actors can emote, they can like do more stuff, they can do more like physical movement stuff. You know, that is easier to convey in a live action sense than it is in an animated sense, you know, usually, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't do that. They don't really play anything up for drama because the show can't decide if it just wants to like check a bunch of tick boxes of like scenes from the original show you want to see versus actually doing real drama for like a show that it's making. Like it, it doesn't do its own thing. It's trying to recreate the show so hard, but it has to make all of these changes because of time, even though the time, like the total runtime is almost the same. Yeah. In the live action in the cartoon. But they do a lot of shortening. Like, they cut some stuff out. They, like, combine some things. And, like, some of it's in ways that I think are actually interesting. Yeah, no spoilers, but... Oh, I'm yes, going to there's... now. Okay. <laughs> I think we should, like, uh... I guess, should we not? I will... I'll say some non-spoiler stuff, and then I'll say some spoiler stuff. How about that? Okay. The main problem the show has is it just thinks its audience is kind of too stupid to... <laughs> like understand drama like the original show has all of these reveals and stuff happens out of order like you get the backstory stuff later in the original show of like what happened why was the avatar gone for so long and that happens in like episode you know like three four and five like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing after the first uh, couple episodes the live action show just shows you it immediately it gives you everything in chronological order so there's no drama or there's no reveals of these things mm-hmm. or there's no like, I wonder why Aang's acting this way. He seems a little on edge about this thing. And I, I don't know why they do that. They don't, there's no benefit to doing it that way. It just kind of seems like they think the audience is too stupid to like live with ambiguity for 10 minutes <laughs> in a show plot that was made for children. It's yeah. super bizarre that they just really don't. Yeah, because in the original, yeah, it's kind of like get to know the characters first so that you care about what happened to them because you're a kid and you can't, I, I don't know, your attention span's small, but I, somehow they managed to pack like so much meaningful stuff in a 20 minute episode of the anime. It's like, oh, it's so good. And I just hope that more people who maybe only have seen the live action will go back and watch the original because that's what it made me do. I just wanted to watch the original after watching it. That is what I'm doing. Like, I, I started doing that after this. And I'm like, yeah, they like, you know, you can do much faster paced stuff in animation, I think, because it's just not as jarring to like scene transition. Yeah. Um, but also it's like. Because there's bizarre mashups of episodes, like not even from season one, I think that happened. Or like. Yeah, they include. I the- mean, I guess they manipulate the episode order kind of based on what works for whatever they're trying to get at for that episode. Like they mashed. Omashu and Jet together. Oh, wait, no. Have you gotten to that part yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've gotten to that part. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, should we just talk about spoilers at this point? We're going to talk about spoilers for a little bit now. It is based off a show that's been around for a long time. Watch the show. Just watch, go and watch the cartoon show. And then, I don't know, you don't have to watch this. Just listen to like a recap of someone else watching this. Yeah, uh, actually, watch uh, Avatar the, the First Viewing, uh, the Avatar recap series that I listened to, that I had Joe listen to their coverage of the first uh, live action episode. I think they're pretty generous. Yes. I mean, their critique is that like the, the child actors are not that good, which like, yeah, I, I, I guess so. But like the writing is so bad 
bad all around it that like I don't think if they were better actors it would really do that much and I think some of them are good actors like I think the, the guy who plays Zuko does a really good job mm, yeah he was good um but it doesn't save the rest also the Azula stuff is very good like I like it that it's just like mean girls Azula. yeah That's, well it's that interesting I don't know her character isn't a severe looking like at first well, glance. she looks like a child. Yeah, so I guess that's true. I don't, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I guess Azula is such an iconic character they wanted to throw her in as soon as possible because we don't see her until season two of the animated series. Yeah, they just want to cram pack everything that you remember like into the first thing. I guess because they don't sell you know on nostalgia, if they're going like... to make a second season or not. Well, yeah, well, of course, because it's bad. They know they're making a bad show. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine they like know that it's, they think it's like actually up to par. Yeah, okay, so spoiler stuff, right? Why does it start, like, the reveal, like, the, it, it starts off with all of the stuff that's interesting reveals later on. It's like, oh, all the airbenders got wiped out by the Fire Nation. The Fire Nation used the comet, which gave them special powers to wipe them all out. That's, like, in the first opening. Those things are treated like interesting reveals or, like, interesting, you know, confounders of, like, the, the plot in the show. And it's just like, it's all here. Nothing is ambiguous. I guess... Because we, it's more like referred to in glimpses of, but we don't see it fully play out what happens to the air nomads within the animated series, mostly because probably you shouldn't want, you don't want to show the slaughter of an entire culture on a Nickelodeon show. It's also, I think, really stupid in the live action because they make it seem like they did it all in one day. All the airbenders got together in one place and then the Fire Nation showed up and killed them all. Oh no! And it's just like, that is not, like, that's never, that's not what happened in the original show because that's, like, ridiculous that, like, oh, all of the people of an entire nation got together in the same room and then died. And it also happens, like, the exact night of. So it kind of seems like if Aang was there, he would have just died. So it's like, it's actually a good thing you got lost at sea. We're in the show it's way more ambiguous they don't even tell you when it happens well it makes sense because it all happened a hundred years ago in a world where there's no like widespread knowledge sharing that yeah. they wouldn't know that much about it that's what it makes right. sense but it's like everybody in the show gets mad at him like oh you were gone for a hundred years and now we're all like everything's all bad you need to take responsibility for not being there but like in the live action it is like made crystal clear that if he was there he would have just died pointlessly like, he wouldn't have been able to do anything. They wouldn't have killed him. They would have captured him because if they kill him, then he gets reincarnated to the next one, which we know from Korra is yeah, water. Yeah, he'd be sitting in a jail cell somewhere. How is that a better outcome? It's, so, I don't it's, know. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it, this is the thing that I think is dumb. The entire pitch of this show is like, oh, we want to make a live action avatar that's like a little bit more like adult and sophisticated, a little bit like we want to appeal to the Game of Thrones crowd. And what they did is they made, what they did is they made a show for dumbasses that like can't follow a children's but like they dumbed down the plot of a children's cartoon to make it appeal to game of thrones watchers and it's like the whole interesting thing about game of thrones is these really complex alliances and plots and character motivations and all this other stuff and they just like made this even even more dumbed down than like it was in the children's format it doesn't make sense to me like do they really think their audience is this stupid and can't follow plots like they actually just think you're an idiot i don't know it really feels like tv execs looked at game of thrones and they thought Oh, the thing people like about this is the hyper-violence and the sex. And not any of the other actually interesting things about Game of Thrones. It seems like they really just don't understand why anybody likes th- that show. So they're just like, what if we put hyper-violence, and I guess there isn't any, like, sex in it. Although Jet is, I will say, he Jet is, is extremely hot. Yeah. <laughs> He looks terrible when he's in costume, like the Jet costume, but he looks great when he's yeah. just like a normal guy. He's handsome. <laughs> this is a show with a lot of hot guys. 
Daniel DeKim's in it as the Fire Lord. He's hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't like who they cast for IRO. He's not funny enough. But I know he's from he's from Kim's Convenience, which I know is a comedy show that I haven't really watched much of. But because IRO doesn't even even in the animated series in the first season, he didn't have that much screen time. But whenever he was on screen, he was able to just with a few words endear himself to all viewers. Well, in the original show, like in season one, Iroh is very much like a guy who doesn't really want to be there. He's like in exile with his nephew. His whole thing is like, listen, Zuko, your dad sent you out here to die. Like nobody is expecting you to succeed. I don't think we should be like really taking this. Like we should just go hang out somewhere and try to forget (laughs) the fact that we live on this planet. That's like his entire vibe. So he's like very chill, you know, and that's why he's fun. And like, that's why he gets to be funny is because he's like not... You know, he's able to read the actual political situation. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're all we're all kind of screwed, man. Like, I don't know. I think you're you're going to be disappointed in me, Joe. Um, Okay. Have you seen the part where it's like Iroh's kid's funeral and stuff? That part? Yes. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I did tear up a little just because the song they played in the background is the same one from the Tales of Bossing Say episode of animated series. that I bawl my eyes out every time it plays where he starts singing at his son's grave and. It, it got me a little eyes. That makes sense because that is like the best scene in the whole show. Oh, like the part so where they add sad. the part where they add these like scenes, these like quieter scenes between characters, or even like the part where um, Iroh gets captured and like the guard is like, "Oh, you laid se- like my brother died in the siege of Bossing Say that you unleashed." Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? And he like kind of gives this, this somewhat wishy washy answer. I think that stuff is good. Like, I think that's the stuff you can add to like make it a mature, more mature show where it's like you really engage with like people's feelings, and, like the consequences, and all that other stuff. Yeah, all the stuff they add that isn't anything, is usually pretty good. And everything they try to recreate is some of the worst things I've ever seen. I don't like what they did to Sokka. One, he's too serious. Two, he's like, I don't know, not womanizing, but like, that's all that's on the mind for him, seemingly. He's not that funny. He's not that funny. The humor takes a big hit. Yes. uh, Like, I like Sokka in this. Like, I think he does a good job. Because I feel like looking at him, he looks the part. I think it's just... Like in the animated series, season one is kind of, he's like a little belittling to women and he like gets schooled by Suki and learns that lesson from her. But in this, I mean, yeah, he's just no fun. Yeah. They Ugh. really, like, it's kind of, it's a much less joyful show. Yes. Like, Aang isn't very fun. Katara isn't very fun. Like, no. Nope. I, like, I like Sokka in this. Like, I feel like the actor's doing a pretty good job and, like, does the voice really good and all of those stuff. But, like, he can only be sarcastic in, like, a wry way. And that's, like, the most humor we get out of it. It's, mm-hmm. like, really pathetic in terms of, like, the comedy chops the show is trying to have. Yeah, I guess that's the problem, trying to make it a more serious version. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Not, it's like, a they, children's they show. Out, <laughs> make it they fun. They made it less sophisticated. <laughs> And they made it less funny, and they're like, now it's mature. Like, do they just think mature stuff sucks? It's not good. Like, even in the first episode. In the first episode. You see what I was talking about with the cringe at the airbending in the first episode? Ugh. Okay, that's pretty bad. That it does look bad. awful. But also, like, you can't even... Like, Aang is sad that he's going to be the Avatar because he doesn't want to be the Avatar because he just wants to hang out with his friends. But in the, sh- in the cartoon, they showed him hanging out with his friends, so I, like, could believe that he wanted that. In the show, you don't see him hang out with anybody. He has to tell you that he hangs out with his friends. They don't show you anything on this TV show. 
And also, in the original, in like in the in the original cartoon, it's like a reveal that Aang delivers when Zuko goes and attacks the Southern Water Tribe. But he's like, "I'm the Avatar. If I if I go with you, I can leave. Like, you, will you leave all these people alone?" And that's a reveal to everybody else but Aang, right? Like the other nobody else knows that he's the yeah. Avatar at that point. So it makes sense as like a dramatic reveal that I'm going to help you guys out. In this, like Grand Grand recognizes he's the Avatar immediately. And then they get attacked and then he doesn't give himself up. He like runs away and then he comes back later because he feels bad. But that's like an entirely different thing because this isn't him doing like a selfless act. This is like a, well, they're all here for you and we know you're here, but you're going to run away. He just seems like way more cowardly and like it's not a reveal. It's not dramatic. There's no, there's no ambiguity Did ever. You- like the part where Grand Grand word for word just reads off the actual intro oh. from the animated series off a scroll. I like had to stand. I was watching this with my friends. I had to like stand <laughs> up and like walk across the room because I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe. I can't believe you made this poor actress read this out to say these words. Yeah. What? Okay. Well, are there any good parts? Like, I feel like the casting was pretty good. I feel like everything like wardrobe and set wise looked good um it's mostly just the script i guess here here are my top things number one that scene with that uncle's funeral or his his, yeah his funeral that was really good number two jet's hot yeah (laughs) number three i kind of like that they make suki a little weirdo it doesn't know how to flirt with anybody because she like lives on this secluded island i think it's pretty funny (laughs) like it's it still comes off as weird because i think it's like really awkward in like terms of like how it's shot yeah it makes sense if she's just been training and her mom is so stoic that she's not that she doesn't have those people skills as much especially with boys ang's what's his name the ang's master Monkeyatsu. Monkeyatsu owns he's really good at yeah, this. He yeah. a lot of time with him yes. he's great yeah he did do a good job i mean i like the uh, i like the azula mean girls you see i do Mike like that yeah the trio they all look so cool they're the only dialogue i feel like sounds natural their dialogue sounds natural that's because you're just a mean girl on the inside and that's all you that's know right. and that's what you I identify also, with oh. Who's the guy that plays Zhao? Zhao's really good. I like all the Zhao stuff. I like how that he has to, like, they have to work with Zhao for a little bit. I think that's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. He did do a good job depicting him. Yeah. It's one of these things where, like, everybody talks about, like, oh, here's all the stuff that's bad. But it's, like, an okay show. Like, it's not an okay show. It's worse than a regular show. Just watch a regular show. I think it's just because we're so deprived because Avatar is so beloved and we just don't get enough of it. Like, I mean, they made they've made comics, they've made books, they made Legend of Korra. But like, it's such a cool universe that, you know, similar to Star Wars, where Star Wars is just cranking out so much content that's kind of diluting it. But with Avatar, we're so deprived of anything that we're grateful for whatever they'll you know bone they'll throw our way yeah but like just like watch the dragon prince like there's other stuff that does the things that avatar does like to figure out the things you actually like about it and then find that stuff elsewhere like i don't think you need to stick around with a franchise that's like just gonna spin its wheels forever or that made a thing that sucks because it's like with the franchise you like I think what the the as I said last time the original creators of the show were originally on it and left and I feel like I've seen that there's discussion that they're gonna work on a different one somewhere else yeah they have a studio oh boy what a mess what a mess (laughs) um I guess (laughs) we'll end that there so this doesn't become an avatar bashing episode
But I think this goes to a larger thing. Justifiable. But I, this will this does tie in. Here's how the tie-in works. Okay, let's hear it. People think that anything animated is for children and is like unsophisticated and dumb, right? Which I feel like is the same way people talk or like, you know, the attitudes, at least in terms of like TV execs or whatever, have around shoujo stuff. And that's why it doesn't get adapted in the same way that shonen stuff does. Mm, yeah. But we take it seriously here on that's the shoujo right. podcast. Dead we don't serious. think that taking away humor and... And making the plot easier to follow is mature, more sophisticated. Whoever said that's what we wanted to begin with. Avatar is lighthearted and that's what we wanted and did not get. Angelic Layer. I, I was thinking as I was watching it this morning again. As a kid, I don't remember what it was that I like the most about it, but now I'm just like, oh, it's all the fighting is awesome. But I don't think that's what I connected with as a kid watching it. It's because it's funny. It's like a fun show. People have fun. I don't it's like a humorous show but i it just it's the world i want to be real and want to be in so badly yeah angelic layer is pretty good maybe we should talk about that <laughs> yeah let's do that that's what we're all here for right that's what we're here for that's what the people have arrived here for not 30 minutes of me talking about why the live action avatar is like for babies yeah, I guess today we're going to start off with Joe's recap of episode seven of Angelic Layer. Yeah, so walk us through that. Pretty good episodes, I think. They're definitely different. Yeah, change of pace. Like, because I wouldn't say it's much plot happens. Well, we get but... these are like the episodic ones, right? These are like the, they could happen anywhere in the series, kind of. Well, I guess the first one, because the first one, Angelic Layer episode seven is called Fight to the Limit, Misaki's Last Chance. We open on a flashback of some girl we've never seen before talking to her mother. <laughs> we learn her name is Maria, and her mother is telling her that she can't play outside with her friends because she needs to take care of her sick little brother since both her parents work. Maria sadly agrees, and her mom compliments her on being so mature. We then cut back to the present, where a now teenage Maria is in, an angelic, is in the Angelic Lair tournament with her little brother. Elsewhere, Ichan and Misaki are repairing Hikaru. Tamayo and Katara run up to Misaki and tell her that her last match is soon, and Misa uh, Misaki turns to introduce her friends to Ichan, but he's nowhere to be seen, because they can never be in the same camera shot together. <laughs> back in the arena, Miss, uh, Maria sees some guy bump into her little brother, so she trips him as he walks past, and he, like, spills his drink everywhere. It's pretty good. Two of the spectator girls see this and comment that Maria might be quite strong, or maybe she's just lucky. I don't know why we keep seeing these spectator chicks, but okay. The last match begins between Misaki uh, and... Yeah, between Misaki and Ikaru versus Deus, Maria, and her angel, Subaki. Misaki is surprised to find that she's really scared for some reason at the beginning of this match, and the announcer tells us that both Misaki and Maria have eight wins and one loss each and are both rookies. That's going to be relevant later. Misaki is freaking out, and Maria gets annoyed that she doesn't start the match. So, like, she's supposed to throw a doll in, but doesn't, and Maria just, like... Uh, fine, I'll throw my doll in. So she goes ahead and throws Tsubaki in, saying her entry lines. Then she yawns and complains about having to do this every single time <laughs> because she's the realist. I made a note on that. <laughs> uh, Misaki gets, uh, gets it together and throws Hikaru into the lair. An annoyed Maria tells Misaki that she's that if she's feeling bad, she should just go home, and then proclaims that Angelic Layer is her life. In the stands, Tamiyo procla <laughs> proclaims that Maria must not have any friends because she's really annoying, and her little brother, who's sitting next to her, says, yeah, she really doesn't have any friends. <laughs> The engineers in the control room comment that Misaki is looking pretty bad and uh, is probably shaken from her first loss. The match begins and Misaki gets an immediate flashback to her loss to Hadoko, uh, causing her to causing her link to Hikaru to break and Hikaru just kind of flops limp on the ground. Maria gets angry at this and Misaki apologizes, which causes Maria to get even more angry that she just apologized. Hitaro helpfully explains that Misaki is scared about 
Hikaru getting hurt again. Ichan demands hot soba from Ogata, and if he doesn't get it fast, he'll be some kind of punishment. Back in the match, Subaki launches an attack on Hikaru, causing Misaki to flinch, and makes Hikaru go limp again. Misaki is able to get it together right before impact, and gets Hikaru to dodge. Maria's little brother is surprised that Misaki would run away from his sister, since she's been so strong up to this point, and I guess he doesn't think his sister's very strong. Yeah, yeah, no faith. <laughs> Tomio asks what he means, and he says that because she has no friends, she doesn't get to practice much. He goes into their tragic backstory where he uh, was sick all the time as a kid and Maria couldn't go outside and play with her friends. Um, and then even after he got better, she still stayed inside and just like hung out with her doll and played Angelic Lair because she only bonded with Angelic Lair in the meantime. The match continues and we cut to a lot of spectators, including a very uh, very worried looking Haruko who really wants Masaki to win. Masaki finally gets it together and secures a point. As Shaken Maria loudly declares that she's that she'll get through this just like she's gotten through everything herself. The battle continues and Masaki keeps flinching before Hikaru gets hit. Eventually, she remembers her promise to Haruko to meet up in the Kansai games, so she's able to kind of snap back to normal. Uh, Hikaru then gets a sick clothesline on Tsubaki and takes a nice point lead. Then both angels run at each other and punch each other's fists. A recovered Masaki tells Maria that she's not alone anymore because they're playing together. The fight continues as some epic music plays. Eventually, Hikaru is able to land a high kick on Tsubaki, knocking her out of uh, knocking her out of the arena. After the match, Masaki runs up carrying Tsubaki to Maria and tells her that Tsubaki doesn't look hurt. Then Masaki tells Maria that she had a lot of fun uh, playing and Maria agrees. Ogata returns in time and doesn't get a punishment this episode, so good for him. At the end of the tournament, the four deuses and angels who qualify for the Kansai games are announced. The first is Haruko and Suzuka with 10 wins. And the fourth is Masaki and Hikaru with nine wins, which she got fourth somehow. I don't know. Yeah, they don't show the other two. Weird. While leaving, Maria's little brother tells her that he's thinking about playing Angelic Lair and asks if he can play with her. She ruffles his hair as they walk off. And I guess she doesn't qualify with eight wins and two losses, even though that seems like a pretty impressive record. I don't know. Afterward, Misaki finds Ichan and thanks him for repairing Hikaru. She also tells him she looks forward to the future games. Then we cut to a facility where Shoko gets a report about the qualifiers of the Tokyo games and she reads the names and reacts with concern when she gets to Misaki's name as we cut to credits. Are you sure it's concern or like, ugh? God, I, I forgot don't know. about that child of mine. Ugh, what thanks for like, reminding me. She like looks and she like looks, looks down. Disturbed. <laughs> she looks disturbed. There's there's yeah, there's more of this next episode. I have something important to say. On? I remember the name of the show I was talking about earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's yeah. like Shogun kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Kingdom and it's a, it's a South Korean show. But yeah, Kingdom on Netflix. Uh, blends political thriller and elements from zombie horror. I was right. God damn it. I was right. I just couldn't remember the name because right. I've never watched it, but I just knew it. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> That's important that I got that out there. <laughs> Great. I'm happy for you. I can sleep at night now. What did you think about episode seven? Parents just suck in Angelic Lair, I guess. Dude, That's I my can't first believe, note. <laughs> I can't believe her Maria's parents made her grow up. She was like five in that yeah. flashback that's so sad it like is. the exact thing her mom says is like oh i'm so glad you're like the responsible little girl we were hoping for like jesus I'm christ so you're a parent for your brother because i don't want to be Ugh, oh my geez. god she looks so sad when she's like oh i can't play with my friends because i have to be responsible up. I feel like this oh. is a thing I've seen in anime before. Like, there's parents, you're working all the time so much, you can't raise your kids. Surely you could afford maybe, like, a healthcare person to watch after your child instead of another child if he has health issues. As we all know that, uh, as we all know, boys get to be boys, but little girls have to grow up as soon as there is a problem. No they have to be an adult joke. now. Ugh. 
Golly, that would suck so much. Oh, and then when it goes to Ichan fixing Masaki's doll and then, you know, the typical, oh, her friend's coming and then he's gone. I, I made a note that what made me think Ichan is just some imaginary friend that Masaki made up. Like, <laughs> they ever talk about him but never see him or been introduced to him. Maybe Ichan is just uh, Kataro and Tamayo stacked on each other's shoulder in a lab <laughs> We never see them on the same. Because they're never there at the same time. Um... Yeah, I do have a note that, like, at this point, the show is pretty much just, like, stopped trying to play Ichan as, like, a creepy guy, and he's just, like, a guy who is around and is, like, mostly just helpful at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they cut <laughs> to the classroom, or no, where is it? No, it, never the mind, classroom. before the classroom. Sorry? Nope, that's the next episode. My bad. Okay. I meant right after that, when Tamaya like, grabs Misaki and chokes her out just like she does Kotaro normally. I was like, is this the first time we're seeing her bust a move on Misaki, her frail oh, yeah. little friend? And a headlock. Tamiyo is is into choking people out. She's into yes. headlocks. She likes to celebrate hard by uh, <laughs> ringing violence. Uh, yeah, I like the when the Marie. She's so obsessed with her namesake for starters. Like, girl, dude, it's so funny. Why? <laughs> There's a line before she throws before she. Before she throws the doll into the thing, she's like looking at her doll before the match start, and she's basically like, "My parents named me Maria because their taste in names is shit. My taste <laughs> in names is fantastic. My doll's name Subaki. It's so funny. Is a cool name though. It is, but it's, it's just like, sweet. God, I have this dumb name because my parents are idiots. I named my doll a cool thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, she's very fixated <laughs> on that for some reason. Um, it's because her parents suck. I get it. She also trips that guy. That's great, dude. Yes, I Maria know. I was rules. like. Yes, some people would say, oh, you gotta hold yourself to a better standard than those, but I'd be like, no, I'm gonna get even. Like, her, yeah, it's great. I love it. Dude, Maria's so funny this whole episode. When, like, she she throws her doll in the arena, and then they both yawn. Like, she makes her doll yawn, and she yeah. yawns, and the crowd's all like, oh, because she's, like, the heel in this match. Yeah, I she's just like, learned what that is, actually. I was I'm listening to this podcast about the 90s, and one of them was about wrestling, and I learned what the heel, that's, like, the villain role of wrestling or something. I know what that means. Yeah. Now. <laughs> it's just so funny because she's like, I can't believe they make me say this shit every time I start a match. Yeah, well, well she, yeah, she's <laughs> it's so boring. I'm like, yes, that's how I feel about the magical girl transformations that we typically see. Like, come on, we've seen this before. Like, let's get to it. See, I think Ugh. they're good. I just think it's funny for a character to acknowledge that they have to yeah. keep saying they've had to say this ten times today because she played ten matches. Yes, oh, I mean we haven't so seen good. other people utilize their doll expressions like that much. That's true. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Oh, when her little brother is like, "Yeah, she doesn't have any friends." <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Just like out of nowhere, he's just sitting next to Tamayo, and he's like, "Yeah, that's my sister. She doesn't have any friends, actually." I wonder if that's how my sister <laughs> talks about me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, I know. He has like so little faith in his sister. Like, uh, she sucks. Why is she somehow winning this fight right now? And she has no friends and she doesn't practice. Well, it's just funny because like he's the only one who clocks it correctly, right? Where people are like, oh, like she's really like assertive. Maybe she's like really good at Angelic Lair. And he's just like, nah, she's just like that. And I mean, like she's kind of good, but like she's not going to beat Misaki. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll probably, I don't remember, but almost certainly never see her again but we got her whole freaking life story no we need to see her again <laughs> she's the part of the cast she's great oh gosh no i don't think so uh oh. 
Okay, so I was like, oh, thank you. Like, I normally am not into flashbacks, but I will happily see a flashback of Rolling Thunder again. And oh my again. god, it's so cool! The fact that Misaki gets trauma from like know, getting from owned her so hard by Hatoko, <laughs> and then Hatoko like later is in the crowd being like, oh shit, I hope I didn't give her trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, you absolutely did. Yes, I'm sure that's the case for everyone who's ever lost to her. Uh, she's just wrecking dreams. I'm assuming the other loss that um, Maria has is also due to Toko. Oh, uh, that's pro- well, I feel like they would have commented on it like they do in the next episode. So, yeah, Misaki, lame, being lame, embarrassing, mortifying. Like, girl, you've been she's winning and yet it. you still act like a total newbie laying your jaw This is her first loss. And freaking, they should be booing her in the crowd. Oh my god, you're so mean. (laughs) This is her first loss. She started playing this game like a month ago. I know, but she's like a prodigy, apparently, because she's winning all the time except for Hatoko, but like still amateur hour. And this girl isn't even that good. And She loves loves Hikaru and doesn't want her to get hurt, okay? She's a doll. But this, uh, yeah, not to Misaki. That's the whole thing. We're going to learn next episode that that's actually important, I guess. Yeah. That you personify your doll real hard. Yeah, no, I think they should have been booing her. And there's only positive, like, yeah, yeah, even when their angels do something lame. That's because Maria's the heel. You got to cheer for the the hero. (laughs) Get cheer for the heel. Come on. And then, okay, so the punishment this episode is that Ogata has to go get. Uh, well, that's the task. There's no like, punishment because he does it in time. Yes, but that lady is like, ah, shucks. She wishes. Dude, his failed. coworker is so into Ichan bullying Ogata. Like yeah. he's, it's it's Ichan and like this woman coworker we've seen a couple times. I don't yeah. know. She has a name tag on, but it's all kanji, so I can't read it. No. Um, well, what do you mean? You took Japanese. That, <laughs> like ten years ago. Name name kanji. It's like phonetic. Oh. Like you have to pronounce the kanji and it forms the name, but sometimes they have different pronunciations. You basically just have to okay. remember people's names. So that's names. why there's always like little plot points of like, oh, I thought your name meant this, but it's that because yes. name is Yeah. So okay. a lot of times in anime, like characters will introduce themselves, they're like, Oh, my name is this. You spell it with this and this character, because you can have the same name be spelled with different characters. Yeah, I guess that's the same thing with Maria. Like Japanese people I seem to put meaning into names, like, oh, you name your kids. I don't know, Sakura, because you want her to bloom like a flower or some shit like that. I don't know how much like the actual the- meaning goes into it, but they do name people after stuff in a way that like, that are just other words in a way that I feel like we do sometimes, but yeah, not like, with everything. When we were watching all the openings and everybody was named after a fruit. <laughs> Ichigo and Mikan and... Oh, we're, we're about to run into a fruit next pudding episode. Pudding and lettuce, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, but I looked it up because I was like, what? He just ate the noodles. Why does he want water from the noodles afterwards? But So I looked it up. And it says soba yu is the water left behind from cooking soba noodles. The water the noodles are boiled in. It serves. It is served towards the end of a meal after one is finished eating. So I guess it's like customary to drink the water. Because I think, is it... Soba, it's just the noodles by themselves. They're not like, it's not like ramen where it's steeped in. I think so. What it was boiled in, but it's weird that they follow up with drinking the water. And then he, if, did he make the food for himself? Like, shouldn't he have just gotten that water after he finished making it and not make Okada just randomly go find water that noodles are boiled in? I don't know. Aren't the ones on there. he was eating? I don't uh, know. Um, I have a note here that says uh, Maria is just like Sarah, comma, always at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I identify with her a lot. <laughs> Being petty and stubborn, I very much relate to that. So they show her getting into Angelic Lair as a kid, and she's probably mm-hmm. at, like 16 at least. How long has Angelic Lair been a thing? I mean, obviously, it had to be around long enough to get the momentum to have a tournament on the scale. But, yeah. like, how long has that been a thing, I wonder? I don't know. And then I, uh, let's see. My, my notes start after the they announce the winners. Okay, so uh, the two chicks that you were like, I don't understand why they keep panning to these two broads just commenting in the, the sidelines. Um, but the girl with glasses, she's like, don't you think that Masaki Suzahara is interesting? And I was like, no, she's not really that interesting, actually. I don't think so. Uh, and then the chick next to her is like, ooh, whatever. Her name is Sai, and she's... She's just stone cold. She's so cool. Yeah. Like, I know that we're foreshadowing these characters because they're going to show up later, but like, they've already showed up and now they just keep showing up again. So it's like, remember these guys, but they don't have anything. They don't have anything else to say. They're just like, "Mm, that person seems strong. What about that person? I I don't know. They're just like, it's just, we're cutting to the peanut gallery for no reason. (laughs) And yeah. And then as they're, they keep fighting and Tsubaki has like the same move. All she does is like the, the kick. Oh yeah. She's not very good. And that seems to be it. Like, there's no variety in attacks. I also noted, because we see the camera pans to Hatoka a few times. Why is she sitting alone? Her brother is there watching the same person. Why is she sitting with her brother? Okay, she also... Just a five-year-old surrounded by strangers. When she introduced Kotaru, or, like, she's like, oh, yeah, this guy, I guess, is technically my brother. Like, I I don't think they hang out. Uh, but Like, I think Hanukkah uh, is just like this. I mean, ugh. I can't. Ah. Oh, you hate this? You, you're, oh, the sibling bond is not super strong. What's going on? No, I mean, it's... Are you, are you languishing most, about this? It's just... She's five! Stranger danger Dude, she's like a VIP. People are, like, asking for her autograph. She's like, she owns this place. This National is like her, This is her tournament. Yeah. <laughs> No one's going to do anything uh, to her. She's she's Hadoko. She's the number one seed. My last note is that for a 10 minute match, we sure can see a lot of character development and life changing attitude within that short a period of time. Yeah, it's good. Misaki wins because she starts having a good time playing and then she's like smiling and a car is smiling. They're like, yeah, we're playing Angelic Lair. This is a game. I don't need to worry about getting hurt. We're having fun here. And then Maria starts having fun. Maybe it's because it's your first time watching it that you're more genuinely, like, following it as it was intended. Maybe it's because I've seen it a bunch. But I'm just like, oh, Masaki, you're so lame. And I, Why do you think she's lame? Because! Oh. She's having fun. She's having a good time. We're having uh, a good time here. Well, she wasn't. At, I guess I prefer cool protagonists. Like, some people, like, under... You just hate children. <laughs> that, too. Um, <laughs> I like... I, you know, some people like the underdog character. Like, my sister loves Naruto. I was like, Naruto, the character is kind of lame. Like Because he's loud and obnoxious. You know, Shikamaru is the coolest. Yeah, I prefer, like, the cool collective They can't characters. be the main character, because that wouldn't be very good. I guess. I mean, but Bleach, that's like a show where the protagonist is cool from the beginning. Ichigo? Yeah. Uh, is he cool? Yeah. He's, like, stoic. Mm-hmm. I like him, but like I don't know if he's, he's not lame. He doesn't really have a lot going <laughs> it's like on. Misaki Naruto. Misaki's cool. Whatever. Uh, she's fine. She's I can't fine. You hate she's just Misaki. the. She, I don't hate her. She's just the vehicle for us to experience Angelic Layer through. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, this she's the, she, this is the plot. She's the plot. This is about her. We like Misaki. No, this Why is don't about you like Misaki? badass dolls 
fighting. I feel like I feel like I'm the shoujo enjoyer here, and you're the shoujo enjoyer. Like, what's happening? I'm just like bitter. And you're supposed weathered. to be internet. Is this going to be everything we watch? Is like, oh, no, I hate no. it when they talk about their feelings so. and experience life. I probably haven't watched this in over ten years. I'm just a critical person, I guess. You just. Like, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. I guess most anime I watch, the protagonist typically isn't my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's not unusual. Okay, well, that's all I had for episode seven. Okay, uh, Maria doesn't advance with an eight and two record. What is going on? Like, are, is everybody not playing everybody else? Because Hadoko sweeps, right? She gets 10 out of 10, which yes. means obviously she qualifies. But Misaki gets fourth with nine and one, which means that like other people must have gotten nine and one Maybe also. They but that doesn't make in sense. in a quicker time or something. Like they had I, more time on the clock yes. before so, the- but that means they must have not played Hanukkah like those people, or I guess they all lost mm-hmm. her. But then how can Misaki only lose one match? They must not all play each other. Maybe not. But eh, Weird. Okay. I don't know. Sportsman. I don't get it. <laughs> also, uh, at the very end, like Shoko didn't tell Shuko that Misaki's playing Angelic Lair. Shuko learns Why for the first she? time it's that her like daughter she's is playing the game. interested. God. <laughs> Shuko sucks. Team Shoko all the way. <laughs> yeah, Shoko owns. Get into episode eight. Let's do it. Angelic Lair episode 8 is called Misaki versus Misaki, the dangerous classmate. We open at school. All of Misaki's classmates are impressed that she placed at the tournament. The bullies from a few episodes ago sheepishly ask if they can cheer for her and Misaki says yes. Everyone's having a great time cheering Misaki on in the worst cheer Tamako has come up with yet. <laughs> So that means that his last name is the same as Misaki's first name. And like in Japan, you usually call people by their last names unless you're like mm-hmm. close. really close with them. And then you'll call them first names. So they're cheering his last name, basically. Ryo says that he's uh Ryo says that a, a rookie like Misaki, if, if a rookie like Misaki can place at a tournament first try, then Angelic Layer must not be that great of a game. Uh, then he says that because it's a fighting game, boys can always beat girls. So this is all a moot point. Tommy was about to throw hands, but, but it's stopped by Misaki. <laughs> I know that weakling was able to... To hold that brute strength gal down. I don't believe it. <laughs> That's because Tamiyo was like, hold me back. Oh. Um, walking home, Misaki talks about how she used to play games with boys, uh, but could never beat them. The other girls talk about how annoying boys are and that all uh, that they, they all like it when Misaki wins because it shows that girls are good at games too. Misaki says that she can't beat boys though, which is weird because there were definitely some guy deuses at that tournament she just won, but whatever. Then they all go to a new Angelic Layer store that opened up. Nearby, Kataro is at an idol meet event because his friend asked him to go with him. The idol's name is Ringo Seto. Tamayo tells Kataro that he better choose between Ringo Seto and Misaki and both Misaki and Kataro blush about it as Tamayo drags him off. So they run into him basically. Um, in the Angelic Layer store, we see Ryo and those bullies that tried to steal Misaki's table in episode <laughs> three because all of the bullies are making a cameo. Misaki wonders if Hikaru would look good in an apron, which she wouldn't. What are you? No, not cool. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good outfit for her. Uh, Ryo runs into them and Tamayo jokes that it's pretty weird that Ryo would play a it would play Angelic Layer, which is a girls game, I guess. But then Misaki remembers Ojiro and says that it's actually not weird for guys to play Angelic Layer. And I have a note here that's like, is this like a joke? 
gendered gate? Like, what is going on? Anyway, we cut away to Ojiro and Shuko at the Angelic Layer testing facility. Apparently, they're friendly. They enter the testing facility, and Shuko tells Ichan that if she can defeat Ojiro in, like, their test match, he'll explain why Misaki is qualified for the Kanto games. Or the Kansai games. Ichan is caught off guard and yells at Ogata for letting Shuko see the entry list. As a penalty, he makes him wear a monkey suit. <laughs> we cut back to the store where Haruko joins the crew. Haruko recognizes Ryu from the tournament, where he lost almost immediately. He gets embarrassed and loudly declares that in a fair game, girls cannot beat boys. Everyone tells him that's dumb, so he challenges Misaki to a match. Back at the idol meet, we learn that Ringo is missing and is totally at the Angelic Lair store instead. We see Ringo carrying a bunch of stuff around as she stumbles onto Misaki's match. Ryo announces that it's a best of three and picks from a suitcase of three angels he has. Uh, the first up is like a robot man from like Power Rangers named Ace. Angel Ace. Super cool. And he also starts announcing like he's the announcer. Uh, the match starts, but Masaki isn't paying attention and Ace just rams Hikaru out of the ring immediately, winning the first game. It's pretty embarrassing. Uh, before the next match, Ryo tosses Masaki body armor for Hikaru and tells her that he'll help. it'll help protect Hikaru in the next match. This is like like a flak jacket, like a vest. It's like a weight really jacket. Weird. Uh, we cut to Ojiro and Shuko having a match in, and Shuko's angels, who isn't Athena, but is like an older model, uh, while Ojiro is using the newest angel model. However, Shuko is just running circles around Ojiro. We cut back to the second match with of Misaki versus Misaki. Hikaru was wearing the jacket, but is moving really awkwardly. Misaki wins after time by having more points, but is disappointed in her performance, and she takes a walk. We cut back to the fight between Ojiro and Shuko, and Shuko's angel is winning handedly. Shuko asks Ojiro if he ever named his dolls when he was younger, in which he says no. In the bathroom, Misaki splashes water on her face and tries to get out of her funk when Ringo walks in and asks her if she sings. Then she starts singing, and Misaki joins in what is probably the most bizarre scene in this show to date. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo then tells her that she should sign on stage with her angel, like she does when she's on stage. Then Ringo remembers that she's supposed to be doing a concert right now and leaves. Then we get a voiceover from Shuko explaining that every girl names her precious dolls when she's little because they're friends, and then talks about how girls bond with them and your synchronization in Angelic Lair is a reflection of your love for them. Then it cuts to like all of the girls in the store, like in a line watching Misaki's match. It's very odd. Uh, match three begins and Ryo sends out an angel named Try, who has a drill for an arm. Uh, before the match, Misaki takes off Hikaru's awful body armor and gives it back to Ryo. Seeing Misaki back in her old self, uh, Haruko decides that Misaki is definitely going to win, and she leaves because she's like, well, this match is good as done. We then get a voiceover as the match starts um, from Ojiro, saying that now he gets why girls are so very strong, because they're friends with their angels. And Shuka says that's why she loves Angelic Lair. Hikaru is running circles around Try, dancing around and dodging everything. Misaki says that even though boys have more natural strength, Hikaru won't lose. Hikaru grabs Try and swings him around until he, she eventually throws him out of the lair. Misaki wins and shakes hands with Ryo. The bullies from episode 4 congratulate Misaki. A frustrated Ryo runs into Ichan, who tells him that he's not good enough yet. And Ryo tells, or is about to tell him to say that to his face, but he recognizes Ichan and tells him that he's a lifetime admirer. Ichan tells him that he needs to actually name his angels and not just think about them as tools. Then we cut to everyone at the Ringo concert having a good time. Back at school, Tamayo tells Kataru that she won't hand Misaki to such a ladies' man, which kind of just comes out of nowhere. Um, and then Ryu enters wearing a lab coat like Ichan. He shows everybody a new doll that he made, or that he made, named Misaki Chi, and is confused when everybody starts laughing as we cut to credits. Yeah, it was a different feeling episode for sure, right? Uh, yeah. I bet Ryu is your favorite character now, right? <laughs> no, Ryu's an idiot. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. 
Okay, there's a part where, well, first off, yes, that shitty ass cheer by uh, Tomoyo. Uh, <laughs> Dude, but like, okay. the thing is, th- this premise of this episode is so funny to me because it's like, it's like, it's basically just about this guy who like went to this angelic layer tournament, got owned immediately, and then like his classmate won, and everybody is chanting his name because he has the same name as her, and it makes him angry. It's like yeah. such a funny premise. The a few episodes, or I think our last episode, uh, there's these girls in class who were like, "Oh, you only won because of luck or something to Masaki, you know, that Tomoya like chewed them out or whatever. But now they're meekly like, oh, can we cheer for you too? Masaki's just immediately like, yeah. We get all the bully, the former bullies coming yes, around this episode being like, oh, we're, we're such good friends now. Remember when I was a jerk to you not that long ago? Sorry. Yeah, I feel like if that was me, I would just shamefully disappear into the background like i would not be like jk i want to be your friend now <laughs> ah, you gotta own it see this is why we like misakis because she's like oh it's cool like i get no, it you know i'm a grudge holder so i'd be like Ugh. <laughs> i would be out of the show i would not be trying to make nope, a comeback I, I, I would never come back again after my bully episode i also have a note here that it's extremely funny when ryu is first like trash talking in retrospect on the rewatch because we later learned that it caught that Hodoko probably stomped him immediately yeah where he's like angelic is a angelic player is a game for girls it sucks and then, like knowing that he got owned by a five-year-old yeah. Okay, so basically, Angelic Layer does seem to be a female-dominated sport, most likely because they're based off dolls, which has been, you know, typically, historically, a more feminine toy. So I think that's why there's more females than males. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, because on one hand, when they go to the store, you know, Misaki comments like, oh, there's a lot of people who play Angelic Layer, and um, Kotaro's like, yeah, I mean, most of them don't actually, like, play in tournaments. They mostly just, like, hang around for fun. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the merchandise is like clothes and stuff like customization things mm-hmm. um but all of rio's dolls are like very like boy coded it's like a yes. big neck guy and a guy with a drill arm so it seems like they make stuff for like boys also like you know yeah that well, kind of thing I mean, like i don't think they're marketing it towards girls only i think it's just girls yeah. are more drawn to it um but right i mean why would you look at those clothes you already have like a custom made outfit for hikaru like i would not want to be caught wearing the same outfit as another angel like i would never want to buy clothes from the store because then there's just gonna be a bunch <laughs> of them wearing that you know i mean i think it's like if you want to do little like photo shoots or something in different outfits i mean that's, that's fine true. they probably do that for like they brought i bet there's like an angelic layer magazine that they like publish mm-hmm. or in the day when there's there's social media and you just have them oh yeah different outfits oh yeah that. you get the engagement yes i i put a note that is rio like one of the dudes joe is referring to in esports <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. Right? I mean, the thing about it, like, it's, it's immediately obvious that Ryo is just, like, compensating for the fact that he lost immediately and feels like an idiot for being mm-hmm. bad at this game. Like, I don't... It, it's kind of this thing where it's like, yeah, this episode on its face is really about, like, oh, boys think they're better than girls, but they aren't actually. But, like, at no point does the show ever take that seriously. Like, Ryo's the only one who says this. Everybody yes. else thinks he's an idiot, including, like, Kataro and Ichan and, like, everybody yeah. else. Like, it's never really taken seriously that no. this would ever be true true although i do have a note i have a note that um when when he's trash talking at the very beginning tamio's example of girls beating boys is that she constantly beats up katara (laughs) (laughs) yeah he takes like a thousand l's this this (laughs) this episode yeah he he's oh man self-esteem's gotta be through the floor 
I like the part where they're walking home and they're just all shit talking boys. Like, oh, they're so brutal and savage. And oh, yeah. They're all like and aggressive stuff. and loud. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this is why we like it when you win, Misaki, because then it's like girls can win stuff too. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and then when they get to the part with the idol, I'm like, I guess I did. I don't know in my mind. I just assumed that idols, if it was like a sole female one, it would just be like girls are more into her, like with Britney Spears or something. But I guess there it's like boys are into idols because there's like all dudes lining. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Dude, I Katara gets crossed and caught in the crosswire again because like he's going to this event and it seems like he's just like a casual fan, but his friend's like, dude, they only give out, they're going to give out collectible cards and it's one per person. So if you come, I can have two. And he's like, yeah, all right. But, but then Misaki and Tamiyo run into him and Tamiyo's like, oh, you're really into this idol, huh? Who you going to pick? This idol or Misaki? And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm just here because my friend asked me to be here. Uh, he does not do a good well of defending himself. Oh, uh, yeah. She, like, drags him off and his friend's like, but my extra card. Oh, no. <laughs> Rio must be rich because he's, like, buying all the shit at Piffle Princess. Oh, yeah. Like, got he's, he's got three. And three angels. He's got three angels that he takes out of, like, a briefcase so that, that's, like, form-fitted to their shapes. It's yeah. so funny. He's take, yeah. And, yes. They, I was like, is that drill allowed or is that another? That doesn't seem okay. legal. Yes. <laughs> like try his, his angel has a drill, but it doesn't spin. It's just, no, like, a pointy it's hand. Just like, aesthetic. it's just cosmetic. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Dovin. It's really funny. It is funny. such a typical, like... I'm gonna make a cool looking guy. He's gonna yeah, I mean, he does make a cool. See, this is the thing that's like, they're like, oh, you just treat your, your angels like tools. But he is customizing them. He just gives them dumb names. Like, yeah. it's not like he isn't participating correctly. Because I guess there's parallels between, what, Misaki and Ryo, and then her mom versus Ojiro. And, like, the boy being like, I don't, you know, uh, I'm here in it for the fight and the girls all being like mm, feelings and I love my doll and stuff. And that's why they do better because they love their angels. Yeah, I I don't understand what's going on with Ojiro because it seems like he would also have a connection to Wizard, a doll he made with like a custom outfit named Wizard. But I guess he doesn't. He's like, oh, I never thought about like loving my doll. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It seems like you probably do. Like what? <laughs> What is happening? Like, I know we're doing this, like, weird gendered thing, but, like, I, d does it? Because, like, clearly, Ichan doesn't fall into that category. He's the maker of it, and I don't think he actually does it, but... I mean, we, you, okay, we don't yet know the origin of Angelic Layer's conception. Well, we do get, we do get that, that doll that Shuko is using in the, in the match is the first doll that Ichan made. So, and she said made for me. So it's right, clear that me. like she was there from the beginning, kind of being the first operator of an angel. Is Ichan actually going to be her dad? No, there's no way, right? <laughs> oh boy. Well, she that would be terrible. Like either of her parents in that case, she's got blue eyes and like oranges, brown hair. How does... How does Shuko not know that Misaki even plays Angelic Lair? How does she not know any of this? Because she's a shitty mom. Yeah, she's pretty bad. And then she's like, oh, well, if I win, you got to explain to me why my daughter is qualifying for this tournament each round. And I'm like, yeah. dude, if you well, ever like talk to your daughter ever, you wouldn't have this problem. Yes. Well, and because she's the reigning champion, right? So in theory, if Misaki does well enough, she would encounter her at the Kansai games. So that's why she's pissed because she doesn't like her daughter. And she's like, great, now I might have to <laughs> face off with her. I don't I don't think that's going to be the reveal, but that would be very funny if it was. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, man. Um, singing. Stupid. Stupid bathroom scene. I hate okay. Ringo, Ringo Owens. Hold on. Looking. I love Ringo. <laughs> no, I hate her hair. And her skirt is like an insane volume person. is yeah, insane. So Ringo... And the bucket hat does not match her outfit. She wear well. She's incognito. It's not supposed I, to be a well, good outfit. I, it's unbelievable. So Ringo is like a. She's blonde and she's wearing like this big. It's uh, like, like a kind of, like a almost like the whale bone skirts they used to put on people, where it's it's round and flares out and kind of cuts off mid calf, uh, and then like little bloomer shorts under that, and like yeah. big old pigtails and. Yeah, she's got pigtails. But her her incognito disguise is just wearing sunglasses and a bucket hat. It's very funny. <laughs> and during the like, the, okay, so they meet up in the bathroom. She just starts singing like a freak. It's very funny because like <laughs> this scene only makes sense if you know that she is an, an idol. idol. Yeah. Which at the end, like she's you know they sing together and then she's like, oh, you should shine on stage just like I do. And then she takes off her like sunglasses as if she's expecting Misaki to recognize yeah. her, and Misaki yeah. doesn't. Nope. It's very nope. funny. Yes. Uh, she like geez. she takes off her sunglasses and spins around and like reveal she does the dramatic reveal it was me the whole time and Masaki's just like oh that's cool yeah that's good advice <laughs> she doesn't know who she is no she's from Wakayama or whatever she doesn't know <laughs> yeah. anything it's oh. just very funny but then she goes to the concert at the end of it and I'm like did you like are you gonna say There's to anybody that you met this chick on, in yeah, the bathroom yeah. like do, do you recognize this like what's happening maybe uh, I put Hotoko it's like what is that cool guys don't look at explosions I, but oh, like oh she oh. knows Misaki's gonna win so she doesn't even bother watching to the end she keeps doing that we're the same person I had that exact same <laughs> note with the exact same reference <laughs> This keeps oh happening. Like all of her mentor figures, like Hatoko and Ichan, are never there for her victory. They're always like watching from the shadows, or they hear about it later, and then they never celebrate with like her and her friends when it happens. It's always like later on they come back and they're like, "Good job." Did you really make the same note reference? Like, yeah, I did. I literally thought this. I'm like, oh, she's doing the cool guys don't look at explosions because <laughs> she's like, oh, this match is over. I'm walking oh out. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You're already dead. Bye. Uh, my last note is that, okay, so Ojiro with her mom at the end kind of gets all blushy. And when she thinks of boys playing Angelic Lair, Misaki thinks of him and gets all blushy. So I'm like, is she in a love trial with her mom? Oh, shut up. No way. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever No, it's not happening. It is. God. It's a love triangle. It is weird, though. It's, it's, it's fucked up that Ojiro is on, like, a first-name basis with Misaki's mom. And, yep, yep. And Misaki... Know, she'll spend time with him, but not her own kid. She'll spend time with him. Misaki doesn't even remember what her mom looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is brutal. I know. Parents just suck in Angelic Lair. That's what we're learning. Nobody has a good parent. We've never seen any other parents. Uh, oh, man. I bet Tommy has guess... normal parents. May... Uh, Maybe. I feel like they just run a karate dojo or something. We should have an episode where they go to Tamiyo's house and they're just like hanging out. So I guess, I mean, because we see a lot of people from, well, one, we see Maria and she has her whole little character moment. But essentially, each person that goes against Misaki learns to be better people after playing one match of Angelic Lair with her. Yeah. Like, she's changing lives. Like, the bully chick from the other episode, she's like... 
reformed and going about things the official way, not cheating. And I mean, we're in the we're in the like rehabilitation arc of like the show, the episodic part where it's just like now you're gonna face a bunch of people and we're gonna learn a little bit less, like a little lesson about Angelic Layer and like how to be a cool dude and just like be a chill person and we're all gonna hang out and be friends. That's good. <laughs> That's like fun. Yeah, like Full House lesson like, to learn just at the like end of every episode. Oh, okay. The part where she's saying, oh, every girl names her dolls. I'm like, not that I didn't really play with dolls. I mostly put like bugs in my dollhouses, but they all have names. Barbie has a name. Freaking all the Bratz dolls have names. They don't give you, by default, they all have names. So I don't think. This part was extremely goofy to me where it's like, actually, gender is super important here for this game that is like explicitly genderless. I'm like, what's happening here? I mean, I get what they're going where it's like, you know, you want to bond with your doll and little girls are good at bonding with their dolls because that's normally what they do anyway. Because they have emotions and boys are just. Because boys don't, they're just loud. Don't do anything. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more Ringo. I look in the episode thing and we yeah definitely she's, get more her. she's next yeah uh yeah it goes up that's from great. here with like kick-ass angels so i'm excited for next time yeah i guess that so that's our coverage of episode eight hopefully we see maria again i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on the maria lookout i highly doubt it I'm gonna be on the maria lookout. <laughs> almost certain uh i mean we we got callbacks to people we never thought we'd see again so i guess it's a possibility God, every bully made a freaking cameo in this episode <laughs> okay uh i guess do you want to go through recommendations yeah for other stuff other yep, things yep. to watch don't watch Avatar live action. <laughs> watch Avatar the original series. Watch Avatar the original series now. That's too that's too low hanging fruit. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay. What do you have for us? Okay, so what what would you recommend? I didn't think about anything until doing this and I was like, oh right. I I don't have <laughs> I gotta think of something. Uh <laughs> Wow. Uh I I listen to a like I voraciously consume podcasts. Like no matter what I'm doing, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm gaming, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm cleaning, podcast shower, podcast driving, falling asleep, I'm listening to something constantly. So I go through them really quickly and then I have to find new ones. And the newest one I found is called History of the 90s and uh, just covers like kind of big topics for each episode, like the release of The Lion King and let's see, Girl Power, like from Riot Girls to Spice Girls and, you know, the OJ trial and the movie Scream and Beanie Babies and all that. So it's cool because I was technically alive for most of this, but, you know, I was a dumb kid. So I didn't get to appreciate the cool things happening in the 90s that were going on around me. Um, so it's got a lot of episodes, which makes me very happy that it won't be over anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, so now I know a bunch of cool stuff about things like Will Smith was originally going to be or they wanted him as Neo in the Matrix, but Will Smith turned it down and all these cool little tidbits of information. And Drew Barrymore was going to be the protagonist of Scream, but she's like, no, I think I want to be the chick who dies in the beginning. Yeah, so if you're into that kind of history, but cultural history, I highly recommend the podcast, The History of the 90s. How about you, Joe? What What do you got? I've been playing video games lately. I've been gaming. Yeah, KOTOR. Um, oh my god, let's talk about KOTOR. We cannot talk oh! about KOTOR right now. Why not? We can. We'll, we'll, okay, we can We can record another one after this. That could be like a bonus. 
Okay. We've been going for so long in this episode. Uh, uh, it's, my fa- it's, one of my fair- it's one of the best video games ever. Ah! I think we should record a little segment after this. <sighs> we can always add it in later okay. if you want. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> cool. But what I'm going to recommend is a game that I've completed because I've not completed KOTOR yet. I'm going to recommend a game I just replayed for the first time in a long time, which is Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Never heard of that uh, This in is my a game life. that originally came out. You've never heard of this? No, I've never heard of this. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, this is a game that came out on originally like the DS, I think. Oh. Um, and it's a, a puzzle game um, where you play as a guy who has just died under circumstances you don't remember because you lose your memory when you die mm. um, and you become a ghost. And as a ghost, you get 24 hours to inhabit the living world and you can manipulate objects to help uh, solve a case. And you try to solve the case of your own death. There's just like a lot of really fun stuff going on there's like a colorful cast of characters it's very like cartoony your guy has like an amazing ridiculous haircut uh, and like the puzzles are really fun i mean they're not that difficult um there's a lot of like dialogue that's really interesting um and kind of fun and there's like some twists and turns and there's a color- colorful cast of characters um and it's really just like a generally a good time it's not that long of a game i think it takes mm-hmm. like 10 hours or so to beat but you know a, a solid puzzle game gets in gets out you know you does like some cool replay it on a like original copy you have or do you find an emulator or is it so i originally played this on iphone in like 2014 um but they did a remaster that they released it's on Ah. steam it's on switch it's on like everything now what's it called Um, again it's called Ghost name. Trick. Oh, never mind. Just kidding. Not Ghost Trick one. Phantom Detective. So is this a series it's or really is fun. this the only entry? Ghost Trick. No, it's just a one. It's just a one time. Okay. Got overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yep. This is a well-liked game. I mean, it got a, it got a remaster. So um, it's the the writing and design were the same guy who did Ace Attorney. Yeah, this, oh, I was going to say, I that's what came to mind when you mentioned it. Yeah, it's got a very like bold distinct art style yeah this looks cool so if you like like ace attorney plots but you don't but you want like a puzzle gameplay check this out it's check it out yeah cool um so oh we have a i think we have two more reviews on apple oh yes but please um if you enjoy the show please rate it five stars on your on apple podcasts or on spotify um if you're on spotify you can participate in the polls yes we do polls and questions so maybe this episode will be something about bad parents like (laughs) (laughs) do you believe any parents are good in angelic oh my god yeah okay oh yeah (laughs) something like related to the yeah yeah so we have uh and if you leave a on, on apple podcast you can leave a comment um, if you leave a comment, I will read it off live mm-hmm. if it's five stars. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the next most recent one we have. This is from Tracy78231. What? Oh, I was going to say, we have three new ones to go over We today. have three new ones, but I'll just read one off each time. So it's it's going to seem like we, oh, get, we right. get more comments <laughs> so as we okay. go along, I was you like... know what I'm uh, Yes. Uh, Tracy says, love this duo. What fun conversations. Highly entertaining and informative. This podcast is a blast. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that is my aunt. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, for once, it's not someone I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a family member oh, who is not yeah. my parents, but thank you. Um, Yay, Aunt Tracy! Also, we love it. We, I think follow us on aunts. Instagram too. So, huzzah! We love ants. Aunt Shoko is the best. Yeah, uh, that's right. We love ants on Angelic Layer, and we hate parents. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Terrible parents. Freaking so, yeah, no, crushing. Great. 
<laughs> we love this. Scores. If you want, if you want something read out on our podcast, um, leave it as a comment, and maybe I'll read it. Pretty high likelihood, if I'll read it, if nobody else is leaving comments. So get in while it's still uh, barren, and <laughs> you can get stand out. Do we have the email address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's shojo, just the way we spell the name. Pod at gmail.com okay at the end of the at the end of this show we'll probably do like a we could do a QA if anybody has any questions if you have like questions or things you want to send us about angelic layer go ahead and send emails to that email address which is shojopod at gmail.com is that right yep so you know if you want to send stuff in at any point during this run we'll probably compile all those in our like second to last episode so um you know feel free to do that cool uh so what this is our fourth episode I'm like getting impatient. I'm like, oh, we still have so many more Angelic Lair, but I already want to cover so many more series. Oh, so <laughs> exci- wow. I'm excited. Um, yeah, this is good. Thanks for tuning in once again. And still don't have a <laughs> sign off. Yeah, just remember that uh, that um, girls are strong because they experience love and boys are strong <laughs> physically only. Muscles. Yeah. Muscles only. Uh, they treat everything else like tools for their advancement. It's great. We love that. We love <laughs> talking about gender roles in this way. Isn't that fun? Mm, a blast. Unbelievable. I'm not. I'm different. I, I love dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I yeah, I mean I that's, love Angelica. Uh, I don't hate our protagonist. I think she's cool. Oh right. That's I'm the only Maybe one of us you, doesn't. You guys feel are getting way. you can identify with one of us. That way it's not yeah. I'm bringing a different perspective. <laughs> Bring <laughs> in the, the negativity podcast. to Shoujo. Shoujo mm-hmm. podcast. That's us. That should be the tagline. Dumping on protagonist Misaki. Dumping on the protagonist. Yeah. They're going to think that I'm doing that because I'm the guy, but it's actually you. I know. Look at us freaking. Yeah. Keeping you on your toes. (laughs) God, watch one day. It's going to be like, I absolutely adore character and you rip them to shreds or something. I'm sure we will get to a series (sighs) where I am not feeling the protagonist. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Well, that's because I was so generous in giving you this shoujo-ish transitional series. Uh Once they're full-blown girly girl stuff, it's, it's on. It's on. Okay. But until then, we'll see you later. Until then, check out those recommendations. Uh, Make sure you're watching Angelic Lair, which you can find on YouTube. And we'll see you next week for episodes 9 and 10. Believe in yourself in Hikaru. Is that a bad sign off? Believe in yourself in Hikaru? I just said it that one time and I'm like, that's good for Angelic Lair. Cheesy! That's good. What do you mean cheesy? We just talk like your parents love you, unlike all these. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping your parents. You're like your life could be worse. (laughs) Your life could be worse. Here's hoping your parents don't abandon you to raise your brother by yourself. Golly, that's so not. I would have been like, okay, peace. I'm out. (laughs) 